All right, so here's what I want to do as we prepare ourselves for communion. Galatians chapter 3. And I'll invite you to turn there if you'd like. Uh, I'll have it on the screen. If you're going to the Pew Bibles, there's three or so in front of you on the, on the row in front of you. Page 1313 is what you're going on there. Uh, but 1313 in your Pew Bible, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and we're just going to look at verse 13 and 14. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, is writing to this church uh, who, who is uh, mixed with Gentiles and Jews, and he's writing to encourage them not to abandon their faith. Because they started out by being saved by faith, but then there's this group of people who crept in, and they start telling uh, the, the, the people in Galatia, hey, if you really want to be a Christian, and you want to be the son of Abraham, you got to obey the law. And so what, what started happening was Christians were starting to be told, you've got to get circumcised. You've got you've to exercise the Sabbath on this day. You've got to abstain from this type of food, and you've got to honor this type of day. And, and these burdens were being put on these new believers, a lot of them Gentiles, non-Jewish people who had not had the law, who weren't familiar with it. And so they're starting to think, well, the way I grow in my spirituality is I obey the law. And Paul, as he writes Galatians, he's saying, no, 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 you started out by faith. Why do you think you're going to start continuing on through works? You know, and so Galatians is that book where we got this, this kind of um, colossal collide. You know, do you remember this story? There was a story where, where Paul says, you know what, Peter even, I had to confront Peter because Peter, he came from Jerusalem and, and while he was with us, he was eating with these Gentiles. Man, he was eating that bacon, eating that pork and he was enjoying that bacon. Man, I've never had bacon before. Couldn't have it all these years. What was I missing? And all the pig farmers said, hallelujah. Okay, and so, and so Peter, though, he's eating all his bacon. He's sitting at the same tables with these Gentiles. But then this, this, this group comes from Jerusalem and they're Jewish people. And they're Jewish Christians, and they obeyed the law still. And so as they came, Peter's behavior changed. And Peter withdraws himself from those non-Jewish people, and he starts hanging out with the Jewish people, and he starts obeying the law again. Well, what do you think that does to the people who are non-Jewish? Wait a minute. You were just eating with us the other day. You were partaking of this pork, and now you're over there saying, look at these unclean people eating that bacon. Come on, Peter. And so Paul says, I had to confront him to his face because he was leading people astray. Because he was convincing them by his own behavior that even though the way to, to be saved is by faith, that now you live and you earn God's favor by works. And Paul says, I had to confront Peter, the apostle Peter, to his face. And so he's trying, he's, he's pleading with this church, hey, continue on by faith. You, you, are, you, you grow the same way that you were saved. And that's by living by faith. And he gets to chapter 3, and, and we're going to look at verse 13 and 14, because what he's saying is he, he starts to talk to the Jewish people about Abraham. Hey, you remember Abraham? Even Abraham was justified. He was saved by faith. And that was way before the law. This has always been God's plan that you get, you, you get saved by faith. And so he, he reminds them of what the Old Testament says about Abraham, that Abraham looked at the stars and, and he believed God's promise and God credited to him as righteousness. And then he goes on and, and he's telling them that, and then God told Abraham that in Abraham, through Abraham, all the nations of the earth, Jewish and non-Jewish, everybody would be blessed through Abraham. Every type of person would be blessed through Abraham. And so he introduces this blessing of Abraham 
Jewish people thought you get the blessing of Abraham by obeying law and earning righteousness. And so he goes on and he says, by the way, don't you remember that anyone who decides they're gonna live by the law? So he says, uh, if you live by the law, don't you know that you've gotta obey the law perfectly? That if, if, you break, if you break the law, if you break the law, one part of it, you're under the curse of the law. And then so he quotes, and he quotes another Old Testament passage and, he's, and he says, because it says, cursed is everyone who does not keep on doing everything written in the book of the law. So Paul's saying, you wanna go on living by the law? Don't you, don't you know what the Old Testament says? It says if you wanna live by the law, you gotta obey every part of it. And cursed if you don't. And then he goes on and he says, but that's not how the way it's supposed to be because don't you remember the Old Testament also says the righteous live by faith. So he's trying to encourage his, his, his church, his readers, you're supposed to be living by faith, not trying to earn righteousness by, by performing and obeying the law, not by being good, not by abstaining from certain days or observing certain disciplines. You're supposed to grow by faith. And so then he gets to uh, verse 13 and 14. So look with me there. And he says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because you remember he just said, cursed is everyone who does not obey all of the law. And he says, Christ redeemed us. He bought us out. We were slaves and he purchased us out of that so that we would be free. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law is what he says. And he did that by becoming a curse for us. In other words, you're trying to earn your salvation. You're trying to live in such a way to please God. You better get it right. And you better get it 100% right. Otherwise, you're under a curse. But Christ came to buy you out of that, to take that burden off you, to purchase you out of that curse so that you can receive the blessing that God has to offer. And the way that God purchased you out from under that curse is that Christ became that curse for you. That's what he says here is that by becoming a curse for us. And then Paul reminds him, the Old Testament says, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. You know what they made the cross out of that Christ hung on? Wood, that's right. They made that out of wood. Where we get wood? We get it from a tree. Cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. And Paul's saying the Old Testament was anticipating that Jesus was gonna come and hang on a tree. And the Old Testament says that the person who hangs on a tree who, who's, uh, who's crucified is cursed. So he says, Christ became the curse for you. He goes on in 14, and the reason he did this is in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. And so Paul's saying to his, to his Jewish and his Gentile readers, he's talking to every type of person, you don't earn your salvation. You didn't earn it. That's not how you started. You did not earn your salvation. It was by faith. And, and the same way that you receive that salvation by trusting Christ is the same way you're supposed to live, by faith. If you don't, you're under a curse and you better obey completely. And so what I wanna say to us this morning as we prepare to, to take the, the communion is Christ became the curse for you to receive God's blessing through Abraham, which is salvation, Christ became the curse for you and for me. 
Now, some of you already know that. You've already trusted Christ uh, as your savior and, and, and you know he took my place. He did that for me. And so as you come this morning, you're coming and you're remembering that Christ became the curse for you, that you were blessed by the cursed. Others of you need to know that if you're trying to earn your salvation before God, you're dancing, you're performing, you're, you're, you're getting your life in order, then that's, that's great. I, I know you're going to see benefits from getting your life in order and from doing good things, but if you're hoping that that's what's going to get you acceptance before God, that's gonna, what's going to get you in, you better be 100% right and 100% perfect. Because as Paul tells us, if you're going to live in a way that tries to earn your salvation, you better get it right 100% of the time, otherwise you're under a curse. What I want to say to you this morning, if you've never placed your trust in Christ, is that Christ took that curse for, from you. He, he, he became the curse for you so that you would not have to stay under that curse. Other places, Paul says it in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, is that he who knew no sin, Christ who didn't have sin, he became sin for you. Christ took our place. And he satisfied God's wrath. He came, he lived this righteous life fulfilled the law, 100% perfect. He's the only one who did it. And when he died, he died having lived 100% perfect, making him the worthy sacrifice that God required. So that from that day forward, people would not have to keep coming before God and saying, okay, I've got I've to sacrifice again because I messed up. I've got to sacrifice again. Instead, Christ's sacrifice is good once for all. And so that when you place your trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, God is pleased with you because you're in Christ. He takes a person who's unclean and a person who's corrupted and a person who does not naturally love God and he places them in his son. And the same love that God the Father has for God the Son is now placed on you and on me. And that's an intense love. It's an unending love. And so for those of you this morning who have never heard that, God's response is simply, you don't have to earn it, trust it. Whatever you're trusting in, whatever you think is going to get you acceptance with God, however you live, however much you give, however many times you come to church, however many older ladies you walk across the street, or however many neighbors you go and help on their tractor, whatever that is, I, I don't know what it is for you. Whatever that is, is you transfer your trust from that to trusting in what God already did through Christ on the cross. And you respond by faith, by believing that that was enough and is all God requires heart. So let me pray for us. Father, how grateful we are, how marvelous, how wonderful is your love for us demonstrated through Christ. Thank you for sending Christ to take the curse, to become a curse for us so that we might be freed and receive the blessing that you promised to Abraham. That's our salvation. God, I pray for those here this morning who have not yet uh, placed their trust in Christ. They have Maybe they don't know it. Maybe they wouldn't have said it this way, but they're under that curse. God, I want, I want to see them freed. I know you want to see them freed from that curse. And so God, open their eyes. And if that's you this morning, the Bible says that you come to God by faith. There's no way to express that. That's a correct way to express that, but a prayer is a good way to do that. So if that's you, I want to give you an opportunity. You can just re repeat after me quietly or out loud or under your breath, however you want to do that. God, I, I thank you for sending Christ. I acknowledge and I, and I know that I'm, I'm not 100% perfect. 100% of the time. So I know I fall short of your standard. I know I'm, I'm in need of your grace. Thank you for sending Christ to become the curse for me. 
on that cross so that I wouldn't have to carry that burden. I acknowledge that Christ died for me in my place so that I could be made right with God. And he rose again, proving that what he did was complete and offering new life. So God, thank you for sending Christ for me. And so God, I pray that you prepare our hearts now to receive communion as we reflect back on Christ becoming a curse for us so that we would receive the blessing of salvation. We thank you, God. In Christ's name, amen.